This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are picking off hour number two of the show. Unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Live at Allegiant Stadium. State championship games are going on right now. We've had a action-packed show, and we're going to continue to have that action-packed show. Let me tell you how the first hour went down. We had Raiders president Dan Ventrelli on the show. (laughs) Started off with a home run, right? Right out the gates. Then we had Mike Sando from The Athletic. He was on next. Uh, He did a fantastic job. And we just talked to Dustin DeHart from Nova Home Loans. He talked about my Scarface house that someday I'm going to buy. And uh, it's not now, but I'm going to at some point. I'm working on it. And uh, also, on top of that, I'm sitting here watching state championship games and bishop gorman just took a home another state championship not a big surprise but i'm excited and fired up about this next game silverado shadow ridge i've had both coaches on the show this week to talk about it and also a little bit later in the show we got coach brent lewis from awapa high he's uh he's going to join the show as well so i'm excited about that but right now joining the show is my homeboy we got we got a lot of history <laughs> we go back like the commodores this is exciting jason orts orts sports with orts on twitter <laughs> What's up, Jason? What's going on, man? Chilling, man. This is funny, and nobody's really going to believe this, but me and Jason worked together in Central Texas. And then Jason came out here to Las Vegas, and I was still in Texas. <laughs> and then I decided, hey, I was going to, or I got a job out here in Vegas. So I hit up Jason. I was like, hey, man, I'm coming out to Vegas. It's cool, man. We got to hang out. And he's like, oh, I'm moving back to Texas. <laughs> and now you're here. <laughs> and now I'm here. That's awesome. This is incredible, incredible. So how you been, man? I mean, it's been, I know I saw you last time you were, you were here, but... Are you back here yet? Are you back here, back here? I'm back here for a couple weeks just okay. for the state championship games, and then I'm going back to Texas. But, no, it's uh, it's been good, man. It's been really, really busy. Um, obviously, some great football going on uh, the past few weeks. You know, that Gorman-Liberty game last week was just right. the atmosphere in that place was just amazing. I mean, it, it reminded me of a Texas Friday night, That's and that's about the highest compliment I can play, pay a high school football game. And, yes. Um, you know, Obviously, these games today, you know, the 2A game was a great football game to start the day. Um, two really good teams and two very different styles. That's what I really liked about it was, you know, Yarrington controlling the ball and running the ball throughout the game. And um, the Meadows trying to throw it around and, and just trying to find a way to, to score and, and win the game that way. And right. it was just a lot of fun to watch. And it turned out to be a great game with Yarrington uh, ending up winning that one 35-26. And then, you know, this one was more of a coronation with, with Gorman winning this one. Right. I think I think everybody knew last week was, was really the state championship game but you know give credit to McQueen they came in here and they they did what they could unfortunately it wasn't too much but they were able to to uh, to come in here and uh, they made it to this point they were able to play in this stadium which right. I think that's such a huge deal for everybody exactly and that's something I was talking about to Dan Ventrelli I've been talking about for weeks now ever since I learned that they were going to be having the state championships here in Allegiant Stadium you know in Texas they're always at AT&T right. they're always where the Cowboys play and that's a, such a big deal to the players. That's such a big deal to the coaches and even the communities. This is the first time they've had this opportunity to do this here, and this is going to be something they do consistently each and every year. That's big for this community. It is, and one thing that I really like about what they do in Texas with AT&T Stadium is they open it up to a lot of playoff games. Yep. I wonder if that's something that we might see in the future here, too, is not just the state championship game, but maybe open it up to more playoff games. If a team can 
maybe afford to do it or however they want right, to, you know, right. can, can do it for whatever reason, or if they give them a discount or however, you know, but, but they, they need to be able to do this. Um, I, I'd like to see them do it a little bit more to give more teams, more players, you know, more people that opportunity just to have that moment. Yeah, no, it's it's big, and I'm sure that they'll probably work their way up to that. This is probably a, a really good test run, mm-hmm. but it's been, I mean, you've been here all day. This has been fantastic. I walked around the field. I saw you on the field when Gorman was getting their trophy. I mean, the, the look, what's the what's the look like on these kids' face? Oh, it's, it's, it's astonishment, really. I mean, yeah. you look at it, like, you just see how many people, the cheerleaders, when they come out, the band, when they come out, they've all got their phones out. They're all just taking pictures. Right. Just enjoying the experience and just, you know, making sure that they can relive it for years and years. I mean, it, it's amazing. It's, you know, especially for these seniors, it's a one-time deal. Um, you know, I feel bad for last year's seniors who might have had this opportunity right. um, had the season not been shut down because of COVID. But, you know, Q, I was actually thinking about one thing. You know, you talked about going back to uh, us going back to Central Texas days. I've known you for as long as I have. I think this is the first conversation we've ever actually had. On, uh, on the radio. <laughs> yeah, you're right. And look, we've hung out a lot. We played softball together. We've yeah. I mean, we've done we've been at Baylor games together. We've been in high school football <laughs> games together. You're right. I mean, you were doing La Vega games, you mm-hmm. were doing the calls on that. I mean, you're absolutely right. This is literally the first time that we're having a conversation on the radio together with and it's in Vegas. And I'm glad I'm getting to experience <laughs> this with you on a state championship game day at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, it's just phenomenal. Right. It, it, it really is. And, and look, you've been the guy, I mean, and coming from Texas, obviously, you know, high school football's king there. It's, it's, no doubt. It's not going to get any, like you mentioned, to, to, to kind of talk about uh, Gorman and Liberty being almost Texas-like. I mean, that's the highest compliment you can give them. Right. But you've been the guy, as far as high school football goes, in this community for a long time. You know, before you went back to Texas and everything, you had this covered. Do you see it growing? Do you see the passion for this growing here? I think I do. And, and, and here's the reason that I say that. You see a lot more programs, and, and I think it's the Gorman model is really what it is. I think, you know, when you see a team at that level, everybody else has to try to come up and get to that level. Right. Liberty was able to do it a couple of years ago. I think if you look at them year on, you know, year on and year on and year on, from here on out, um, as long as Coach Morocco's there and they keep doing the things that they're doing, they're going to stay at or near that level. Uh, and I think what you see is more teams around the area are now showing that they want to get to that level. Right. So you're seeing a lot more teams doing seven on seven. You're seeing a lot more teams doing year-round strength training, uh, going to camps, just doing a, all the different things that Gorman did for so long. Uh, you see a lot of these teams doing that and now playing out-of-state teams, right. doing just different things like that to try to, uh, to try to elevate themselves to that level. Now, obviously, Gorman showed again today it's head and shoulders above everybody else. When right. everything is right for Gorman, yep. it's head and shoulders above everybody else. Liberty, again, two years ago was able to break through. I think that program is right there. It's really close. It could be a year-to-year thing, whether they just have a few horses and can put them over the top that year. Um, you know, this year it was basically a two-touchdown game when they played last week. Right, right. Gorman punched one in late, made it, made it a 35-14 win. But it was a close game throughout, and, and Liberty really controlled that game in the first half. So – you know, I think Liberty's there. I, I do think it's rising. Uh, it is going to be tough to catch Gorman right. on a year-to-year basis just because they do have so many built-in advantages. I mean, you know, you can talk about just being the private school. They can do so many different things with their with their facilities and all that stuff that a normal CCSC school just can't. Right. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of coaches about that. And, you know, to me, it's all in how you look at it. You know, Morocco, uh, Coach Morocco at, at Liberty saw that and said, you know what, we just got to find a way to beat them. Right. And yep. they did. They mm-hmm. built it up, and they beat them. Um, and I think you know a lot of. I think a lot of them still have the victim mentality out there of well, you know they can do all this stuff and we can't. Well, 
unfortunately, you've got to find a way to try to overcome that. <laughs> right. Um, and uh, I think until some of them get, get rid of that mentality, it won't rise to the level that we want it to. But I think it. I think you definitely do see it building here. Yeah, no, I, I do as well. And I was here for the uh, unveiling of the high school football wall. You uh -huh. know, the, all the helmets on the wall. And look, we've been to plenty of stadiums uh, across the country. I don't see those kind of walls. I don't see that right. high school football dedication. So to know that, hey, at least the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium have done that to get the kind of ball rolling and right. let you know the dedication to the community. It does, and I think that's been one great thing that the Raiders have done. They have come in and they have made themselves very visible in the community at the high school level at the youth level i yep. mean just you know making sure that they are a big part of this community and that it's not just hey we're the raiders we're the big deal y'all have to come you know y'all have to come you know bow before us or right, anything. no right. no they're, they're out there in the community they're building those relationships it's i think it's been wonderful what they've done since they've come to town no i i have too and I, since i've been here i mean i've only been here since july but man it's been a whole lot of fun and just being able to be a part of this and it's so funny they they approached me about the tom flores high school football coach of the week award and i was like do you know where i just came from i came from texas <laughs> of course i want to be in on this Absolutely, you know yeah. and you talk to all these coaches and that's what they want they want their program to get a little bit of uh, attention right and, and I think that's the great thing about it. You know, whenever I go out to talk with these kids and these coaches, like, they're always excited to see us. You right. know, I, they all want the exposure. They all want the uh, – they all want just the shine that they get from, from you know, being in, in the paper or on TV right. or on the radio or whatever. You know, these coaches are always so um, – they're, they're so happy to get that exposure that they're always so willing to, to spend the time with you and, and, and give you whatever you need, whatever access you need. And it's just been, it's, uh, it's been great building relationships with these coaches for the past few years. And um, I'm really looking forward to this next game. We've talked a little Man. bit about this one, but <laughs> really looking forward to this next game because these two teams, Shadow Ridge and Silverado, 4A state championship game. These two teams played way back in week two. Right. Silverado won the game 50-29. to 29. Okay. Doesn't sound like a very close game. It really wasn't that close of a game. But you talk to uh, Travis Foster uh, over at Shadow Ridge, and he mm -hmm. says, okay, we had two fourth downs that we didn't get. Right. We had a fumble on our second possession, and we had a pick six. That's 28 points yep. that they essentially handed Silverado right. right there. So there's your margin right there. Um, both of these teams are going to be very different. I mean, not in strategy or in some cases personnel. Right. But, you know, no team is the same in week two as they are in the state championship game. So no, of course not. Really looking forward to seeing what happens here. What was really exciting about uh, that first game was I was expecting a like maybe like a two-and-a-half-hour game, a mm -hmm. really short game because right. they were going to ground a pound. Because they ground a pound, yeah. Right. Silverado came out and threw the ball all <laughs> over the lot that night. Right. And, I mean, just torched them through the air. And I think that was one big thing that really just surprised the heck out of Shadow Ridge and it's something they're going to have to look out for again today. Yeah, and actually Coach uh, Osalaza was on the show earlier this week and he said that we throw the ball a little bit more than uh, than, than Shadow, Shadow Ridge does, but uh, you know they have a lot of tendencies that are similar to ours and so it's going to be a heck of a game and they kick off in 28 minutes. And Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. I know my show's going to end up at four, but I'm sticking around for that one. That, one, that one's going to be <laughs> fantastic. And then, of course, uh, it closes out tonight, the uh, 7 p.m. kickoff, Class 3A, Mawapa versus Virgin Valley. And those are those are rivals too. Rivals, absolute <laughs> rivals. I mean, when you when you look up rivalry in the dictionary for the state of Nevada, that might be the rivalry right. um, because you know it's two rural communities, mm -hmm. and and I, I can't wait to see what the stands look like there. You know, right. we we have a joke back in Texas where, you know, when when a team is playing on the road. Last one out of town, turn off turn the, the lights. lights off. <laughs> well, guess what? It's going to be like that in, in Mesquite and Overton tonight. I mean, it's going to be uh, just wonderful to see those two rivals. The hammer game is what they call it when they play in the regular season. And, you know, you get it for a state championship. Now, everybody always wants to beat their rival. 
there's nothing better than beating your rival for a state championship. No doubt. And, and, you know, I think both of those teams really won it, and also a little bit of history on this. 2006, Moapa Valley beat Virgin Valley in the regular season. Ooh. In the state championship game, yeah. Virgin Valley beat Moapa Valley okay. in the state championship game. 2007, Virgin Valley beats Moapa Valley in the, in, the, in the regular season game. Moapa Valley beats Virgin wow. Valley in the state championship game. So they have done it before. Yeah, it's been yeah. A, it's, been 50, it's been 14 years since they've, they've met for a state championship. But I think, you know, I asked both coaches this week, hey, I know you'd be happy to play anybody for a state championship. Does it mean a little bit more because it's the other one? And both of them just immediately, <laughs> oh, definitely. No doubt. There's no doubt about it. You and, know? And, and, you know, and that's one thing about rivalry is, like, you – you want to beat them worse than anybody else, right? But you also know that you need each other, right? And you love playing each other because of it, right? And the communities—they come together, and the communities—they all want to to beat the other one, you know, because uh, their their brother went there, their younger brother that's went right. there, older brother went there, and their dad went there. And I mean, it just <laughs> that's just what it is. It's just the tradition goes on and on and on. And yeah, I mean, if you could win a state championship against your rival, mm -hmm. oh man, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, Jason, uh, I definitely appreciate you joining joining me here in the booth to talk about these high school football games. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait to continue this tradition each and every year here at Allegiant Stadium. You do a fantastic job covering uh, all the high school sports. Let everyone know where you, they can find your work and, and, and just how they can keep up to date on everything going on. You can find me on Twitter at Sports with Orts, right. O-R-T-S. And uh, you can find me on the Review Journal website at ReviewJournal.com. Nice. I like it. I like it. And Jason's going to be here all day long. I'm definitely going to stick around for this Silverado and Shadow Ridge game and see what else happens. But, man, I'm excited about this. Do you have any kind of early gut feeling on this one? Uh, Silverado's been the dominant 4A team all year. I think that they do find a way to get this one done. But I think, and I think a lot of people are expecting this one to be a blowout. I really don't. I, I think it all comes down to whether Shadow Ridge can control the ball, control the clock a little bit, and keep that potent. Silverado offense off the field as much as possible. If they can do that, if they get that running game going, you know how it is. When yes. you get a running game going, yep. it, it just kind of feeds upon itself, and it's really it gets really hard to stop. And I think if Shadow Ridge can do that, then I think we're going to have a really, really good game. If not, then we could see basically not, not quite what we saw in the last game, right. but I think we could see a pretty one-sided game if Silverado's defense can rise to that challenge. Well, I'm seeing the band rolling in right now. I mean, that's cool. You know, Shadow Ridge's band is rolling in. Uh, of course, Silverado's band's rolling in. I mean, this, this is going to this is gonna be fun, man. You can start to feel the electricity. It's not packed to the gills. It's not 65,000 fans, but you could tell that it's really fun. And before I let you go, let me ask you this, because we've been doing this for a long time. How cool is it when you see these guys in high school and you talk to them in high school and you talk to their coaches and you watch them progress in their careers in high school and then all of a sudden on Saturdays you see them playing somewhere else? <laughs> Man, that's phenomenal. And that's really what I'm looking forward to with, uh, with a lot of these Gorman guys. You know, I've right. really gotten to talk to, with, with several of them a few times this year. And, uh, you know, Jake Taylor, the offensive lineman, who actually scored the first touchdown today, right. lining up at fullback, um, you know, he took it in for five yards out. And, you know, just had that moment. I mean, just think about that for a second. I mean, that's awesome for an offensive lineman to be able to do that, right. especially early in the game. I mean, you know, you see it a lot of times. In late, a blowout. In yeah. a blowout, yeah, you know, yeah, but yeah. he got to do it as the first touchdown of the game, and that was so cool for him. He's going to Oklahoma. Uh, Zion Branch, uh, the safety from, from Bishop Gorman, does, we don't know where he's going yet, but he's going somewhere big. Probably <laughs> LSU, USC, something like that. Was that, that. number one? Uh, it's number five. Oh, that's his, his brother, brother is number one. Yeah, his brother, Zachariah, is number one. And okay. he's going to go wherever he wants to go, I think. Uh, but he's a junior, so we, we don't know where he's going to end up. And they're yet. related to Cliff Branch. They are, yes. And, they, that's and, and it's but it's Shocking. Just, yeah, exactly. 
it's just it's so cool to see them go on to the next level and get to do the things uh, that they're doing. You know, I, I watched uh, Liberty uh, had a tight end two years ago. Uh, Mo, I, I'm going to butcher this name, um, but it's uh, Mo Mataval, and he, um, you know, he's he's up at Oregon now okay. as a tight end. And you know, I, I looked at the box score just to see when Oregon beat Ohio State to see right. what he did. He had one catch for 14 yards, but he's a true freshman. Got in there for a catch, got Man. to contribute yep. to a huge win on the road against Ohio State. I mean, just it's awesome when you get to see those guys uh, continue their career and do those things. It is. It really is. And I mean, just seeing the local kids do good, and you see them get to go on and do something else. And you know, we talk about the athletic side of things, but. They get to go and get their education. They get their education paid for. They go to these big-time programs, and either they, they continue on, maybe they go to the next level, or maybe that's as high as they go, and that's okay. Right. You know, that's okay. I say it all the time, man. If you get an education from one of these big-time programs because of what you're able to do on the gridiron, right. great. You know, take advantage of it, and it's always great. I always, I always cheer for all of them. I mean, I know that these are rivals on the, on the field, but you've got to cheer for for your hometown kid, you know. Absolutely. I mean, I, I even think about you know the the, uh, the quarterback from the Meadows. His brother was the quarterback the last time that the Meadows won the state championship, nice. and he went on to, to to play at Princeton. I don't think he wow. played a lot. I don't even actually know if he ever he got, got to on the Princeton. Field, but he went to Princeton. <laughs> he got you know, to Princeton. He, he got, a, got to Princeton. You talk about education. <laughs> right. He went to Princeton. You know, yes. I, there there was a uh, on one of my signing day stories. From a couple weeks ago, there's a, a pitcher from uh, Arborview, a okay. softball pitcher yeah. from Arborview. She's going to Brown. She's going wow. to the Ivy League. Wow. She didn't want to go play Division One uh, softball. She wanted to go to MIT, but she was good enough, and she got recruited. Where she was like, you know what? I didn't have to, I didn't have to, to sacrifice anything. Right. I, I get to play Division One softball, and it's in the Ivy League, so I get that kind of education too. So you know, I, I think yeah, you talk about these these educations. That uh, that some of these people can get from from being athletic from from you know from athletics, right. it, it's just phenomenal. Princeton wouldn't even let me go and sit in the stands and watch a game, let alone <laughs> you know. What I mean, they'd be like, "No, Q, no, nah, nah. You better stream us on TV or stream us on the computer. You can't even get in the stands." That's awesome, man. That's incredible. That's a real cool story. Well, Jason, thank you so much, man. I do appreciate you. It's cool to hang out with you. We're definitely gonna have to do this much more. No doubt. Uh, but uh, man, enjoy the game. Uh, Twenty-one minutes, Silverado and Shadow Ridge kickoff live from Allegiant Stadium. We'll come back. We'll, uh, we got some more text messages to get to. I got some uh, some patient listeners on the Raider Nation listener line waiting uh, to get their comments on. And uh, we're going to do it live from Allegiant Stadium. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 15 minutes and 47 seconds is what's on the clock right now. That's how long it's going to be until Silverado and Shadow Ridge kick off for this uh, fantastic state championship game. Class 4A, very excited about that. Then following at 7 p.m., Class 3A, Moapa Valley, Virgin Valley, big-time rivals are going to square up with each other. And you can come to both these games. There's still time. If you're around the, the area and you want to come see some football, parking is free. Just roll in, boom, get your ticket, come on in and sit down and watch some, some fun football. Again, Class 4A is up next, and then Class 3A will close it down tonight here at Allegiant Stadium. And I just might be here for both of the games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just depending on how everything goes and shakes out, I might be here for both. I uh, won't be in the booth, though. You'll find me on the sideline. That's the best place to be is on the sideline. I know we haven't talked a lot about the Raiders today, but uh, sometimes that's how it is. You know, sometimes that's how it be. And uh, we talk Raiders all day long, every single day. And to be able to have an opportunity to be here and give back to the community and talk about some high schoolers and uh, they, yeah, man, they're playing. I, I wish I could describe to you what all these players are looking like as they take the field here at Allegiant Stadium. I mean, uh, the, you've heard Dan Ventrella, you heard Jason talk about everyone's got their phones out. They're taking pictures. They're taking videos. Uh, they're just in awe of this stadium. And 
this stadium's going to be very busy the next couple of days. Today they have state championship games for high school. Tomorrow they have UNLV. On Sunday, of course, the Raiders take on the Cincinnati Bengals. So, man, boom, boom, boom. You know, one hit after the other, and uh, this is just really cool. I cannot wait to see, and me and Jason were just talking in the commercial break, Jason Ortz uh, from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. You can find all his work there for uh, high school uh, football and everything. He's been covering it like a glove and uh, on Twitter at Sports with Ortz, and that's O-R-T-S. Uh, yeah, it, we were just talking in the commercial break. This is just going to grow. This is just going to grow bigger and bigger and bigger. This is the first year, the first year. And as this thing really starts to take off, man, there's going to be so many people fired up and excited about the opportunity to play their state championship game here at Allegiant Stadium. And that's what it's all about, not just what the Raiders do on Sundays or Mondays or Thursdays or whatever day it is. It's also about how much use you can get out of this, how much this can mean to the community in, in general. And I'll tell you right now, I could talk to every single one of these players that are on the field right now, every single football player that's been on the field today so far, and ones that will be on the field a little bit later. I could talk to each and every one of them, and they would all say that they had a great time here. And this, what, this opportunity is something that they'll never, ever, ever forget. Such a great opportunity. So uh, seeing the officials right now, they're starting to take the field. Again, we're about 13 minutes away from kickoff Silverado and Shadow Ridge. My man, Damon Cotton, has been doing a fantastic job, as he always does in the home studio, been navigating through the waters. Because, look, we have, a, we have a game plan for our show each and every day. We really do. <laughs> I know sometimes it sounds like we have no idea what we're doing, but we really do come in with a plan each and every day. We have a rundown of what we're going to do. And then sometimes things change. And when I'm out on, on remote and on location like I am today, especially at a, at a venue like this, you never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to pop up and when they're going to pop up. And so DeMond has done a fantastic job being able to navigate through that and, and, and bear with me. There was even a time, and, and this is kind of peeling the, 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 the curtain back a little bit so you can see what's going on. There was a time I talked to Raiders president Dan Ventrelli to start the show off, and I don't know what happened right after we were done with that interview. But all of a sudden, I lost all contact with Demond, and I just thought, "Oh, no big deal. We're just, you know, he just took the sound out of my ears." No, he thought that the sound was in my ears, and I had nothing. So we completely lost contact, and Demond was able to navigate through and, and uh, you know, hit me on the phone and say, "Hey, Q, you're not responding to what I'm talking about," and that's because I couldn't hear him. So he found a way to figure everything out and get it all hooked up and, and get us back on on track before the commercial break was over. So by the time I got back, by the time commercials was over, I got back, and it looked like we never missed a beat. So. Uh, I didn't have to tell you that, but I wanted to say that out loud so DeMond knows I appreciate his hard work that he does in the studio each and every day, and especially in a time of panic. Uh, he was able to take care of it quick, fast, and in a hurry and get us on track. So I, I, I salute you back in the home studio, my man. I know we go back and forth all the time goofing on each other, but in all seriousness, man, I do appreciate uh, all the work that you do to keep us on track here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Of course, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy will come up from 4 to 6 p.m. in the huddle. I told Vinny I was going to be here, and he's like, man, that's awesome. That's a great, uh, great opportunity. He, uh, you know, he has a son that goes to Coronado. Coronado lost uh, last week, matter of fact, to uh, Bishop Gorman. Or not Bishop Gorman. They lost to uh, Silverado, excuse me, and that's uh, why Silverado is here taking on Shadow Ridge. But uh, Coronado had that opportunity. Uh, I live in the Coronado School District as well, so to see them have that opportunity, I thought that that was cool. They had a chance to play, to be here as well. Of course, their head coach, Fred Belitnikoff, Jr., got some good bloodlines there, right? <laughs> Very much so. So uh, it's all a family affair. You heard Jason talking about the branches that go to go to Bishop Gorman, big-time athletes, going to end up going anywhere they want to to get their education and play on the next level. And I'll tell you, there was one play that I saw 
Bishop Gorman, one of the branches. This young man, and I believe it's the younger, the younger brother because he's only a junior. This young man took a punt return, and he stopped on a – it was really weird. The, the ball was, was really angled close to the sideline. He picked it up. He uh, put his foot in the dirt like he was going to go one direction. He went the other direction. Then he went backwards a couple yards to, to elude one of the, the defenders trying to get him down. And then he kind of zigzagged across the, the, the field. It ended up getting called back because of a block in the back. But you want to talk about an incredible punt return. And I was standing on the field when that happened. I looked over at, uh, at uh, Brian Salmon, uh, and I looked over at Joe Rigo, and I said, that's coming back, but that's one of the most incredible plays I've ever seen. I mean, it was just such a great punt return. And so, uh, yeah, I thought that that was a, a cool moment here. And that's the kind of stuff that you'll see. And you're not going to see the highlights on TV. You're not going to see them on ESPN. That's stuff that you get to witness in person. And sometimes I'm so used to watching college games and NFL games that I'll look up at the screen like, where's the replay of that? And then realize, like, wait a minute, I'm at a high school game. I'm not going to see the re replay of that. But it's something that's in my head that I won't forget. That was a heck of a, uh, a highlight. That was a heck of a moment for that young man from Bishop Gorman. Again, they took away, they took home the, the state championship game. And uh, coming up in a matter of minutes, about nine minutes and 17 seconds, we'll see Silverado and Shadow Ridge uh, square up. And that's going to be a whole lot of fun, Class 4A. So, Damon, I know you haven't got a lot of mic time today. And, I, again, I apologize for that. But we know with me being here, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult. Plus, I've had a bunch of, I've had a bunch of, uh, of guests on the show so far today. Uh, as far as the – well, let me ask you this. Since I'm here for high school football, let me ask you about, uh, you know, your high school football uh, memories. You know, what, what, what kind of memories did you have? You're, you've been here in the, in the Las Vegas area. You're a proud uh, member of Pahrump. You're on the wall. Pahrump's got you on the wall there at the school. I still don't know what award they gave you, but you're there. So, I mean, what do you remember? I, it, look, Pahrump played really well. They played some really good ball earlier this year. Oh, I remember, like, one of my finest memories is playing against Gorman. And, you know, it was my sophomore year. And I don't, like, I didn't start sophomore year, but I was on varsity. And I remember getting in the first quarter. It was like, oh, oh man, this is my time to shine. And I remember someone saying, look out. And I stopped running. Because I, <laughs> it was like, a, it was like, these cats are different breed. Um, Ronnie Stanley would have been a senior that year, uh, left tackle for the um, Baltimore Ravens. Right, but that right. Was that was just like because like I'm getting in the first quarter. It's like oh, oh, but I did I did shine a little bit. I was the gunner on the punt team. Okay, and, and I was doing like basically I was like yo man I got to get an advantage. I was doing like the Deacon Jones head slap, and I got past him like every punt. And I remember like the coach was like, "How you letting this guy like beat you like that?" And it was just like, "Yeah man, I'm smacking him in the face." That's why I'm getting past him. <laughs> I'm not even mad at you, man. You got to find a way to get your shine on, right? <laughs> yeah, so I remember that the coach was, like, giving him a little talking to on the sideline. Like, how's he getting past you on these punts like that? It's like, right. Yeah, man, I was giving him that good one-two across the helmet. I heard that. Hey, man, special teams is not an easy animal to take on, man. That is a – I mean, we talk about players. We talk about offense, defense. Those special teamers, especially gunners, I was a gunner too. And, look, I, my, my football career was very short. I'll tell you that right now. I was really good at basketball. Football was not my bag. My mom didn't want me to play because she didn't want me to get hurt. I, hey, that's fine. She did a great job. She did a great job making sure I wasn't able to do that. But later on in life, when I got older, I decided I had to fulfill my football, my football uh, you know, dreams. So I went out there, and I thought I was going to be, you know, Deion Sanders. I thought I was going to be lockdown DB of the, of the year. Anyway, man, I was okay at the, at, the, at the corner position. They put me, my man, they put me on special teams, and I was the gunner because I was fast. So I was like, all right, cool, I got this, no problem. I went down. I remember one punt that I went to cover, and 
man, I got this guy, I drilled him. So I was, you know, I was happy about myself. I, I just knew every single time I went down on, on kickoff coverage or punt coverage, I was going to drill somebody, right? I just knew that every play was going to be like that because I did it once. Brother, I went down on one kickoff turn, a kickoff return, uh, and I went to cover it. And I saw him, he cut to the outside. And so instead of turning and running, I just kind of slide step, right? Because I was going to be smart and I was just going to go and get him. You know, I was, I was that close to him where I felt like, hey, I'm right here. Man, I got ear holed so hard. I still don't know where that hit came from. You know what I mean? I got hit so hard on that. Uh, and they say, and when I went, finally got to the sideline, they're like, we told you to keep your head on a swivel. I was like, I know, but you get caught up in the moment and you don't. You don't keep your head on a swivel, and then all of a sudden, you just wonder what just happened. And, of course, now ear holing is not legal, but <laughs> it was when I was playing. Yeah, man. And, man, <laughs> that was a rough deal. No, high school, like, you're bringing back memories. But that Gorman game, that, that sticks out to me because that, it was sophomore year, and it made me realize, no, nah, I ain't about this football life either. <laughs> it, that was I ain't the about game. that life. <laughs> it was probably, like, the fourth game of the season, too, and it was like, man, we got a whole season left, huh? Like, man, <laughs> I know this is going to be the hardest game, but it was just one of those – you know, they had me playing safety for some reason, too. It was like I was mostly corner in practice, had me in safety, play action. I'm biting hard. And you like all I can see is I'm like, yo, I'm about to blow this running back up. And then I'm like, man, that quarterback still got the ball. He's winding up. He <laughs> I'm throwing, in trouble. Huh? And then I'm, I'm like, in trouble. <laughs> but, man, the receiver dropped the pass. And, you know, like you, you, you always oh. see the talking after a game, like during a game. It's like, man, you ain't even do nothing. You just got lucky. Right, Boy, right. that was me. I got in his face. I've let him know. Man, you, that's one of the things that drives me crazy when I see a player that gets burned. You know, I mean, this I'm talking on the NFL level. When I see a player that gets that gets burned, and then all of a sudden, like uh, it was a bad pass, or or they just drop the ball, and then the DB goes up and is like waving his arms, like, "Yeah, you got nothing." I'm thinking, yeah, man, you no fly get, zone, baby, no fly yeah. zone. I'm thinking you ought to get out the way, man. You just <laughs> they just did you a favor. <laughs> you almost got exposed. Still gotta let them know. Yep, that was me. That Still is so funny. Know. That is so funny. Well, yeah, man, that's that's just uh, like I said, my uh, my high school. Well, my high school football was non-existent, but my football career was very, very short, short lived. Uh, I think I got an ankle injury and I realized that, yeah, you know what? This football thing, I'm going to go ahead and stick to the hardwood. <laughs> I'm going to get to the hardwood and, and then I'm going to get to talking. And so, uh, yeah, talking was more my speed. But you see how I threw out that. Uh, Earlier in the show, I don't know if you noticed when I dropped those breadcrumbs to, to, to Dan Ventrelli about having me do oh, sidelines. Yeah, I, I noticed because, like, you always say you'll miss 100% of the shots you don't take. I knew you I knew you weren't going to let him out the door. Nah, nah, never, man. If he's Hey, man, he wants to be part of the show, man. Hey, I want to make him part of the show, but I, I, I want to be part of the show, too. You know what I mean? So <laughs> who is the Raiders sideline reporter? In theory, whose job would you be taking? I don't think that they have one right now. Okay, well, boom, That's there we the go. thing. Cause, cause, and this is what I really respect is uh, JT back in the day would do it when the Raiders were in Oakland. He did it at one point. Uh, then my, my guy Uncle Townie was doing it, and, uh, and I think this is the wrong order, but Lincoln was the sideline reporter for the Raiders for a very long time as well. And then he came up into the booth with, uh, with Brent. And, but Lincoln was fantastic when he was on the sidelines, and I didn't know anything about you know, I knew what a sideline reporter was, but I didn't really know how to do it until I started doing sidelines in, in Texas for high school football. And I fell in love with that position. That is, I'd rather be there on the sideline than be here in the booth. And that's, I mean, that's real. You know, during the games, and you've, I've heard, told you before, yeah, it's cool to sit in the press box and watch a game. I'd much rather just stand on the sideline, just walk up and down. That's the thing. I'll walk up and down. I'll follow the ball from wherever it's at to wherever it's at just so I could be on top of it. And you get the best everything 
as a sideline reporter that you got to watch out because there's hazards. The job is hazardous. You know, there's been times in Texas when it was pouring down raining and I was just, you know, I could you can't find no shelter or it's freezing cold and you will just freeze. But man, I'm telling you, being you feel like you're part of the game when you're on the sideline. I don't think there's a better position. Now, I know there's some that'll be like, I'd rather be a color guy or I'd rather be the, you know, the play-by-play guy. That's not really my bag. Not really a play-by-play guy. A uh, color is fine. I could do color, but I just love doing sidelines, and I love to hear that, hey, let's go down to the sideline, and Q, what did you see on that play? And, you know, was he in bounds? Or, it's just like you're just – it's a different it's a different viewpoint, man. So uh, people always ask me what, what I want to do in life and how many – you know, what, what my next goal is, and that is definitely one of them. And, look, I would love to be the sideline reporter for the Raiders, but if I had an opportunity to do sidelines – even I mean, like Steve Cofield on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. He does sidelines for UNLV. Fantastic job. It's a great job. He does that for basketball and football. Uh, I, I would love to do sidelines, man. And if the Raiders ever called me, I was like, hey, man, uh, we need a sideline guy for Sunday. Psh, done. Done there, brother. <laughs> I am there. No doubt about it. So this game is about to kick off, man. 124 is left on the clock before Silverado and Shadow Ridge kick off. It is going to be Class 4A state championship here live at Allegiant Stadium. Then following that game, Class 3A, Moapa Valley versus Virgin Valley. Coming up next, Moapa Valley's head football coach, Coach Brent Lewis. Got a chance to catch up with him. You'll hear that conversation next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Been talking some high school football all afternoon. We've done it all season long as well, but it's state championship games tonight here at Allegiant Stadium. The Meadows and Yarrington, they started us off. Gorman and McQueen was up next. Silverado and Shadow Ridge, they're about to kick off and Closing things out tonight, Moapa Valley versus Virgin Valley, Class 3A action, kicks off around 7 p.m. And joining us now on the phone line is Moapa Valley head coach, Coach Brent Lewis. And, Coach, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the success your team had all year long and, well, the opportunity you have tonight to take home a state championship. Well, thanks, Q, for having me. And, uh, yeah, this is a great honor uh, to represent the Southern 3A and uh, get a chance to face our rivals in Raider Stadium, man. What a – what an opportunity for our kids and our community. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, Coach, something I've been saying all season long is, you know, I spent a lot of time in Texas, in Central Texas, and when it got to state championship game time, it was played in AT&T Stadium, obviously the home of the Cowboys. Well, your game tonight and all these games have been at Allegiant Stadium and the home of the Raiders. What a great opportunity for, for your team and also you just even coach on the sideline of an NFL stadium. Yeah, you know what? That's uh, it's a pretty special opportunity. We've we're lucky we had opportunity to play down in uh, uh, Arizona's Cardinal Stadium a few years ago. Nice. Uh, but our kids, this is the first time for them. So uh, we're going to give about five minutes to uh, be in awe of the place, and then it's time to get down to business. Right, exactly. You know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because, I mean, this is a state championship game. This is for all the marbles. This is a big deal. But, Coach, it's it's a football game, you know. So is there is there uh, any struggle on your end as far as the coach to keep your, your players just kind of focused on, hey, this is a special moment, but it's just another football game? Yeah, you know, I, I pointed out to my kids that, uh, you know, the NFL and high school football uh, are the only, you know, really two levels that play on the exact same size of field. You know, in the NBA, they play on a bigger court than a high school court. Uh, and so, you know, the focus is on uh, 
the opponent, not not the place we're playing, I think. So I think our kids are dialed in. Well, they've been dialed in all season long, uh, running the table undefeated. Uh, how special uh, has that been to be able to just watch them go through that journey, especially after everything that was in 2020, to be able to come back strong and go undefeated all season long to get to the stage that you're at right now? Well, it's been super fun, man. Uh, we have a good time on the sidelines with these kids. Uh, they're exciting to watch. Uh, they've got big play big play potential, and uh, we're, we're just we just can't wait to get that game going today, man. We're just so uh, amped up. Talking right now with Moapa Valley head coach Brent Lewis here on Raider Nation Radio 920 live from Allegiant Stadium. And, you know, just the again, I mentioned the journey, you know, going through COVID-19 last year and, and not knowing about playing. And, you know, I just did, did your team feel like that they took an even more um, like approach and, and, and appreciation for the game that was high school football? I think so. Uh, I certainly have because, uh, you know, I. I didn't know whether or not I want to keep doing this through all this COVID stuff. These kids have re-energized me, and uh, their ability to focus and and forget about COVID has been amazing. That's awesome. I mean, and and you don't hear that all the time that, you know, the the, the, the players were able to get the coach fired up. But, I mean, it sounds like they were ready all season long, even in the offseason, even leading up to the regular season. They just came in ready to work. Yeah, exactly that. We had an opportunity. We're one of the few teams that got to play in the spring uh this last spring and that that little four or five game season that we had uh sure laid a foundation for this year so uh our kids have been amazing uh the focus they've had and the ability to you know put all the distractions aside has been amazing so we're looking forward to it right absolutely and, and coach if your team is able to get the win tonight and, and, and bring that state title back to the moapa valley what would that mean to you what would that mean to them and most importantly what would that mean to the community well, I think, you know, either either community that uh, is able to take the trophy home tonight is going to really appreciate uh, because of the rivalry we've had and uh, the history that we've had between these two valleys. Both towns are going to completely empty out tonight <laughs> and uh, it's going to be it's going to be one for the ages. I'll tell you what. Uh, you know, I, I I got so many butterflies going right now. I can't even hardly talk to you. <laughs> that's and, and nothing wrong with that at all, Coach. And that's one of the things I love about high school football is exactly what you said. The towns they will they will empty out. The last guy to leave, turn out the lights because everyone's <laughs> got to get to the stadium for a game as big as this one, especially against your rival. Absolutely, man. You know, like I think I told you before on the uh, earlier interview you did, you did with me that. You know, my dad played in this game. All my brothers played in this game. I played in this game. And so we have made sure we passed on the, the importance of the tradition of this game between us and the Bulldogs. Well, and the good thing about this is it's not like you're going to be surprised by anything they do. You know them. They know you. I mean, that's that's what's going to make this so much more fun. And then someone's going to take home a state championship. So when you look at the Bulldogs, when you look at the, the challenges they present, what is it that you really, your team has to be aware of the most to, to make sure that you got you guys have an opportunity to win this game tonight? Well, uh, the Bulldogs have always been known for the, the pressure that they bring defensively. And that's going to be our challenge to to be able to handle their pressure. Um, so that's our focus to be able to do that. And I think our kids are ready for that challenge. So, how how do you think once the teams take the field a little bit later on tonight? How do you feel that? Uh, do you think that it may be a little not butterfly moment, but just almost a hyperventilate moment? You know what I mean? Like one of those 
wow, we're really here, and, and then you kind of kind of settle the team down. Do you think that that could happen for either team tonight? Yeah, sure. I you know I've been I I played in a number of state championship games, uh, or at least I've, I mean I've coached in a number of them, and not one has ever gone exactly as I've uh, <laughs> as I've planned. So we've tried to uh, prepare our kids for that, and that in the event that something negative happens or whatever, you know, they've got to deal with that adversity. So I think that is the key for both teams is how they deal with that adversity. Well, I, I know one thing, Coach, and I'll, I'll let you go with this. I, I know that it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I know it's a moment that uh, hopefully you and, and the players are able to really soak in and enjoy and appreciate because, again, I mean, we know what it was like a year ago. Like you said, you weren't even sure if you wanted to keep coaching, and boom, here you are now at Allegiant Stadium. So, so Coach, let me ask you this. If, uh, if you win the coin toss tonight, do you, uh, do you already know what you're going to do or is that to be determined? Uh, yeah, we we do the same thing on every coming toss, so it's never never going to change. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that'll work. Good enough right there. Coach Brent Lewis, head coach of Mawapa Valley. Uh, the game tonight versus Virgin Valley. Uh, it's going to be a rivalry game, but it's also a state championship game. Kicks off approximately 7 p.m. right here from Allegiant Stadium. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Good luck tonight to you and your team, and uh, look forward to seeing who uh, pulls out a victory tonight. Yeah, thanks for having me, Q. Uh, I invite every Every person that has a chance to come out and see this football game to come come join us at Raiders Stadium. It's going to be awesome. And I, I, I echo exactly what he said right there. That was uh, Coach Brent Lewis from Wapa Valley High. Got a chance to catch up with him a little bit early or er, earlier today, excuse me. And they're going to be going up against Virgin Valley at 7 p.m. But if you do have a chance to come out here and check it out, uh, it's it's really a lot of fun. And right now, uh, Silverado is up 6-0 on Shadow Ridge. Shadow Ridge has the ball. Uh, they're at the 30-yard line. Let's see what they run this play. Uh, quarterback kept it. All right, got about seven yards on that, a little option route right there for Shadow Ridge. And, again, man, just a whole lot of fun. But you can see the crowd starting to really start to pile in here. And I noticed something here that I haven't seen, and I don't know if that's just because I haven't paid attention, but I have never seen this at a state championship game or a high school game in general. There's actually a screen here uh, on, like, basically in between the, the, the bottom level of the stadium and the next level where the club seats are at where it actually has closed captioning. So whoever's doing the broadcast, and they just said, right now it's first down. Anyway, it's on there. I'm reading the screen of what just happened. So whoever's doing the broadcast, and I don't know if it's an internet broadcast or whatever it is, it's really cool. It's up on the closed captioning. So whatever they're saying, like if it was me, <laughs> they'd, everything I'm saying right now would go on the closed captioning. So that's pretty cool. It says to give it to Holland. Holland to the right, the right side, Demetrius Jones. I mean, look, I'm on it. Demetrius Jones says it again on the... And then it pauses <laughs> on the tackle. <laughs> so there you go. There's my play-by-play -play for you, uh, Demond. There you go. I hope you. I hope you like that. I feel but like I I'm there. It. I feel like I feel like I'm there. Thank you. Well, hey, that's what how's I do. That triple, uh, how's that triple option look though? Oh, it looks. It's it's fantastic, man. It's I love it. You know, you think these games go by really fast because there's a lot of running. Uh, but Silverado, uh, they they throw the rock. They they do. They got down the field uh, pretty quick, fast, in a hurry by throwing the ball, and then they punched it in by uh, the ground game. But their quarterback is dynamic, and they just have a bunch of playmakers. So, uh, yeah, man, this game is going to go by pretty quick, I do believe, just with all the, the running. Uh, right now, Shadow Ridge just got a, a penalty, so they're they're going backwards. They're going the wrong direction. So uh, it's it's all, you know, it is it is what it is. They're, they're going to overcome this. But uh, first quarter, six minutes and six seconds left, second and 12. Silverado up 6-0. Got some text message I wanted to get to real quick uh, because we did have quite a bit of text messages come through on the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. &R. Um, yes, it's, yes, it's been there. It's so cool. Help me learn that Tyreek scored another touchdown. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the closed captioning. Okay, cool. 
Uh, then we got a text that, come on, Shadow Ridge, let's go. Got another text message. Q want to be like Booger McFarlane when he was doing sideline reporting, being elevated on the Booger Mobile, carried down the sideline. That's from Raider Jay in Sacramento. And I'll tell you this. No one likes Booger McFarlane. And even when I was in Texas, I used to say this. I like Booger. I don't know why, which I know that sounds funny when I say that. But I do. I like Booger. I think he's a cool dude. My goal was always to get him on my radio show in Texas. It never happened. But I will get Booger on uh, our show here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We'll get him on at some point to talk some NFL. That's one of my goals. I've always, I don't need the mobile. I don't need the Booger mobile. But I do like Booger. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going to get him on, on the show. And I do want to be the sideline guy. Uh, Big Deb Raider said, yo, Q, when did George Atkinson get back on the coaching staff? Saw him on the sidelines with the headset. That's a good question. I've seen him at the uh, practice facility uh, a few times. I'm not too sure. Maybe he was up in the booth the whole time, and then he just moved down to the, the field. I'm not 100% sure. I can check on that, though. That's one of the things I'll put down on my list to, to check in on that. Uh, Raider Jay from Sacramento also said, I want to be on the show. You can be on the show anytime you want, Raider Jay. It's all good. You're my guy. Uh, another text said, got to put Q and DeMond on the sidelines during games. Well, you can't do that because if you did, and DeMond, you can, you can chime in on this. If you put me and DeMond on the sideline, at some point we'd say, hey, man, you want to race? Hey, man, I think I could beat you. You want to do a 40-yard dash? Let's do it. I bet you I'm faster than you. Me and DeMond always, whenever we're near each other, we always decide we have to compete at something. <laughs> it, would you agree with that, that we'd do that? Yeah, it'd be like, it'd be like all right, man, well, after the game, you know, we can get it popping. <laughs> We always do so. It's always something that we decide, oh, hey, man, I can do this better than you. And usually it's me talking trash to DeMond, but, you know, it's all good. I guarantee you at some point if we're on the sideline together, I'll be like, all right, man, after in the game, 40-yard you know, dash. Maybe I'd hit up, hit up Peterman or something be like, oh, no, he got released. Never mind. But, like, try to maybe He's hit on some, the practice squad. He's on oh, the practice he's squad. He's on the practice squad. I'd be like, hey, Peterman, hey, man, just go. We're going to both go out for some routes. And you tell us who's the better quarterback. I mean, who's no, the better see, receiver. I would let you run the routes, and I'd let him throw the rock. I'd play corner because, again, I have dreams oh, of being man, a corner. Well, I don't, I don't, have, I don't have great hands, but I would beat you up on the line of scrimmage. ACL I would beat gone. you up. You're not beating me up. I would beat you up on the line of scrimmage, dog. ACL that's that's the only way. That's the only way that I would stop you. Well, I don't know how fast. I don't think you're that fast anyway. See, you got them. See, you got them little legs. Me. <laughs> that always, is just straight disrespect. I just straight disrespect. Always hating. I, that wasn't hate. It was disrespect. It's different. Hating means that you have something that I don't and you don't. You know, <laughs> we're all on the same page. I'm just being disrespectful because it's just that's just, you know, it's kind of like the old man in the barbershop when I was talking trash to him when I was younger. You ain't money, Mike. You counterfeit bill. Exactly. Disres you're right. Disrespectful. Yeah, it's just disrespect. But uh, it's all in good faith and, and good fun because you're my guy. Uh, got not another text. Mike. What? I said not to money, Mike. Oh, no, no. I, I totally disrespected <laughs> him. That was just that was just that was just. That was foul. That was just not cool. But I did it anyway. Uh, got another text talking about sideline reporting. Chris Townsend did it back when we were on uh, 95.7 The Game. Yeah, Chris Townsend did it. That's Uncle Townie. That's what I call him. He's, he, that's what we call him is Uncle Townie. He's a good dude. I've had him on. The, matter of fact, he's been on our radio show here on Radio Nation Radio 920 a couple times because uh, he does the, uh, he covers, does the A stuff right now. Uncle Townie's a good dude. So, yeah, Uncle Townie. I asked him one time, too. No joke. And I said, hey, I'm not trying to take your job. But if you ever have to call in sick and you you need someone to fill in for you to do the sidelines, you let your boy know. I'll fly to – and I was in Texas then. I said, I'll fly out to, to Oakland or wherever they're playing, and I'll handle it. And uh, he just laughed and said, yeah, I'll keep it in mind. He, he didn't keep it in mind. But, you know, it is what it is. So uh, that's going to do it for me. That's going to do it for DeMond. Well, DeMond, you still got a couple hours to go because you're going to be in the huddle with uh, Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to sit back here in this booth. 
Uh, I'm going to pack up this equipment, then I'm going to go down to the sideline and watch this fantastic game, Silverado and Shadow Ridge, where Silverado's up currently 6-0, 3.31 left in the first quarter. Thank you, everyone, for chiming in, and thank you, everyone, for being a part of the show today. Looks like jackpot, baby! I could do that because I'm not in the studio. I can be as loud as I want to be. Silverado just scored another touchdown on a deep, deep touchdown pass. That was fantastic. What a way to wrap up the show. Vinny Bonsignor, Lincoln Kennedy, Damon Cotton, all in the huddle. They're coming up next. I'm at Allegiant Stadium. They're in the studio. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. I'll holler.